Welcome to Zichud Daf Simani Man Rabbi Avram Goldar, and today we're Zechus Kedushin Daf Lamed Hey, the first parak of Isha Nikneis. The Zichud Zechus Kedushin program has been generously sponsored as a schutz for Hachazakas Torah. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara brings the sources to include women in the obligation to fulfill every losase in monetary laws and the category of individuals for whom someone can be held liable if they cause their death. The Gemara asks for the source of the Mishnah's rule that women are obligated by every glosase. Rav, as well as Rabbi Shemal's Academy, quoted a Pasig discussing swearing falsely about stealing. A man or woman who shall commit any of the sins of people. The Pasig thereby equated a woman to a man regarding all punishments of the Torah. If they're subject to the punishments of Malchus for violations, they must be bound by the commandments themselves. Regarding monetary laws, the Pasuk says, that you shall place before them, teaching that the Torah equated women to men for all monetary laws. And finally, the Pasuk says regarding an animal who kills a person, and it shall kill a man or a woman, teaching that the Torah equates men and women for all killings in the Torah, meaning liability for their murder. The Gemara explains the need for these three drushes. Pointing to the Mishnah taught that there are three exceptions to women's obligation in all mitzvahs losase, rounding payas, destroying the corners of the beard, and for Kohanis becoming tummy to the dead. The Gemara says that the source of the Tumah exemption is because this prohibition is introduced with emor el kohanim b'nei Aaron, say to the kohanim sons of Aaron, implying b'nei Aaron v'lobinos Aaron. Only the sons of Aaron are prohibited in becoming tummy, but not the daughters of Aaron. The source of the exemption from rounding payas is Los is is You shall not round the corners of your heads, and you shall not destroy the corners of your beard, which teaches anyone who is subject to the prohibition of destruction of the beard is subject to the prohibition of rounding payas. Since women are exempt from the latter, they're also exempt from rounding payas. Two sources are given for exempting women from the prohibition to destroy beards. Number one, Svora, the Hawaii It's logical because they do not generally have a beard, and number two, the switches from the plural in the prohibition of payas, pas rashachem, to the singular in the prohibition of beard destruction, pas zikanecha, teaching zikancha v'zikhan ishtacha, the prohibition is to destroy your beard, but not your wife's beard. And point number three, Isi added another exception. Afbal yikruchu nashim peturos, women are also exempted from the commandment to make a bald spot on the head in mourning someone's death. His source is the Pasuk, Bani Matem Hashem Elkechem, your sons to Hashem, your God. You shall not cut yourselves, nor make a bald spot between your eyes for the dead. Because you are a holy nation to Hashem, your God. The opening word, Banim, teaches Banim, only sons and not daughters, regarding the prohibition to make a bald spot. They are, however, included in the prohibition to cut themselves over there because of the inclusive phrase at the end of the Pasuk, Am Kadosh, holy nation. It's not darshan in the reverse to exempt women from the cutting prohibition and include them in making a bald spot because the cutting prohibition is broader. Because it applies both in a place of hair and in a place without hair, as opposed to the more limited prohibition of making a bald spot in a place with hair. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara brings the sources to include women in the obligation to fulfill every losase, monetary laws, and the category of individuals for whom someone can be held liable if they cause their death. The Gemara asks for the source of the Mishnah's rule that women are obligated by every losase. Rav, as well as Rabbi Shemal's Academy, quoted a Pasig discussing swearing falsely about stealing. A man or woman who shall commit any of the sins of people. The Pasig thereby equated a woman to a man regarding all punishments of the Torah. If they're subject to the punishments of Malchus for violations, they must be bound by the commandments themselves. 
Regarding monetary laws, the Pasuk says, Ashatasim Wifnehem, that you shall place before them, teaching that the Torah equate a woman to men, for all monetary laws. And finally, the Pasuk says, regarding an animal who kills a person, and it shall kill a man or a woman, teaching that the Torah equates men and women, for all killings in the Torah, meaning liability for their murder. The Gemara explains the need for these three drushes. Pointing to the Mishnah taught that there are three exceptions to a woman's obligation in all mitzvahs losase, rounding payas, destroying the corners of the beard, and for Kohanis becoming tummy to the dead. The Gemara says that the source of the tumah exemption is because this prohibition is introduced with emore ha kohanim b'nei Aaron, say to the kohanim sons of Aaron, implying b'nei Aaron v'lobinos Aaron, only the sons of Aaron are prohibited in becoming tummy, but not the daughters of Aaron. The source of the exemption from rounding payas is, You shall not round the corners of your heads, and you shall not destroy the corners of your beard, which teaches, Anyone who is subject to the prohibition of destruction of the beard is subject to the prohibition of rounding payas. Since women are exempt from the latter, they're also exempt from rounding payas. Two sources are given for exempting women from the prohibition to destroy beards. Number one, Svora, the Hawaii It's logical because they do not generally have a beard. And number two, the Torah switches from the plural in the prohibition of payas, pas rashachem, to the singular in the prohibition of beard destruction, pas zikanecha, teaching zikanecha vozikan ishtacha, the prohibition is to destroy your beard, but not your wife's beard. And point number three, Isi added another exception. Afbal yikruchu nashim peturos. Women are also exempted from the commandment to make a bald spot on the head in mourning someone's death. His source is the Pasuk, Bani Matem Hashem Elkechem, your sons to Hashem, your God. You shall not cut yourselves, nor make a bald spot between your eyes for the dead. Because you are a holy nation to Hashem, your God. The opening word, Banim, teaches Banim, only sons and not daughters, regarding the prohibition to make a bald spot. They are, however, included in the prohibition to cut themselves over there because of the inclusive phrase at the end of the Pasuk, Amkadosh, holy nation. It's not darshan in the reverse to exempt women from the cutting prohibition and include them in making a bald spot because the cutting prohibition is broader. Because it applies both in a place of hair and in a place without hair, as opposed to the more limited prohibition of making a bald spot in a place with hair. All right, so now we go to Simon Daflamet Hay, and our standard Simon is a children's choir singing La La La. So here it goes. The cute little boys' choir in the diamond studded outfits waving their fingers side to side while singing the Women Are Also Chive and the Don't Do song to their proud mothers. Acted out cutting payas, destroying beards, and becoming tummy to the dead for the woman can do stanza, which concluded with the words Bani Matem Hashem El Kechem as a boy pointed to where a woman can make a bald spot when mourning her dead. Once again, it's emotion. The cute little boys' choir, boys' choir, that must be more enough. Lamed hey, la, la, la. The cute little boys' choir in the diamond-studded outfits waving their fingers side to side while singing the women are also chive in the don't-do song to their proud mothers, which reminds us, the Gemara asked for the source of the Mishnah's rule that women are chive by every losase. Rav as well, Rabbi Yishmael's Academy quoted a passage discussing swearing falsely about stealing. Isha, Isha, Kiyasmi, Kohatas, Adam, a man or a woman who shall commit any of the sins of people. The passage thereby equated a woman to a man regarding all the punishments of the Torah. If they're subject to the punishments of Malkus for violations, they must be bound by the commandments themselves. So the cute little boys choir in the diamond-studded outfits waving their fingers side to side while singing the woman also chive in the don't-do song to their proud mothers. 
acted out cutting pays, destroying beards, and becoming tummy to the dead. For the woman can do stanza, which reminds us the Mishnah taught that there are three exceptions to woman's obligation in all Mitzvahs say rounding payas, destroying the corners of the beard, and for Kohanis becoming tummy to the dead. The more brings the various sources. So the cute little boys choir in the diamond-studded outfits waving their fingers side to side while singing the woman also chive in the don't-do song to their proud mothers, acted out cutting payas, destroying beards, and becoming tummy to the dead, for the woman can do stanza, which conclude with the words bani matem Shem al kechem, as a boy pointed to where a woman can make a bald spot. When mourning her dead, which reminds us, Isi added another exception: Abal Yikruhu Nashim Baturus. Women are also exempt from the commandment not to make a bald spot on the head in mourning someone's death. His source is the Pasik Bani Matem Hashem Al Kechem. You are sons to Hashem your God. You shall not cut yourselves nor make a bald spot between your eyes for the dead, Kiam Hashem Al Kechem, because you are a holy nation to Hashem your God. The opening word Banim teaches Banim Bulubanas Lakarko only sons and not daughters regarding the prohibition to make a bald spot. So once again, the cute little boys choir in the diamond-studded outfits waving their fingers side to side while singing the woman are also chive in the don't-do song to their proud mothers, acted out cutting pace, destroying beards, and becoming tummy to the dead, for the woman can do stanza, which concluded with the words bani matem Shem al kechem as a boy pointed to where a woman can make a bald spot when mourning her dead. Alright, so now it's time for four blah blah chazar. Daf Lamedov, so the Simran Daf Lamedov relates to the law, and we use a judge. So here goes. When the family court judge judge, that must be run Daf Lamedov, the law. When the family court judge with the diamond gavel, whose motto above his bench was, Respect Tati, Fear Mami, which reminds us honoring a father is before honoring a mother in the past, because a son naturally honors his mother because she speaks in a way that wins him over. And fearing a mother comes before fearing a father in the past, because a son naturally fears his father because he teaches him Torah. So, when the family court judge with a diamond gavel, whose motto above his bench was, Respect Tati, Fear Mami, denied the sage's request for a court order against an inspiring adulter who had refused to wake up his father for a key they wanted, which reminds us where Belanzer was asked, What is the extent of the mitzvah of honoring one's father and mother? And he answered, Go and see what one idolater, Dhamma bin Nasina, did in Ashkelon, who refused to wake up his father despite losing out on a great financial opportunity. So, when the family court judge with a diamond gavel, whose motto above his bench was, Respect Tati, fear Mami, denied the sage's request for a court order against an inspiring adult who had refused to wake up his father for a key they wanted. He inspired sons in the back of the courtroom who brought food and drink to their fathers, which reminds us, a Bryce teaches what constitutes fearing a parent and honoring a parent. Fearing means one may not stand in his father's designated place nor sit in his designated place, and one may not contradict his father's words, nor may he weigh in on a disagreement between his father and another person. Honor means one gives his father to eat and drink, he dresses and covers him, and he brings him in and takes him out. So the Simran base is a lab. So here goes. The lab scientist's lab. That must be more duff. Lamed Bays. The lab scientist monitoring the stress levels of a son who didn't react when watching his father throw the wallet full of diamonds he was going to inherit into the sea, which reminds us, the more brings him out if the funding for kibbut is from the son's asset or the father's, and rules that it's from the father's assets. This is challenged from Rebbe Yezu describing the extent of kibbut of, to the point that if his father takes his wallet and throws it into the sea in his presence, he doesn't shame his father. Now, if the son doesn't need to suffer any monetary loss, then the father must be throwing his own wallet, so why should the son care? The more answers that it refers to where the son stands to inherit this wallet. So, the lab scientist monitoring the stress levels of a son, who didn't react when watching his father throw the wallet full of diamonds he was going to inherit 
into the sea, also tried to determine if a Rebbe would be mochon as covered when his students didn't stand for him, which reminds us, Rav Chisis said their father can waive his son's obligation to honor him. However, a Rav Shemachol, Kvodo en Kvodo Machol, a teacher waives his right to honor, his honor is not waived. Rav Yosef said that even a teacher's honor can be waived, as the Pasuk says, Vashem holach rifnehem yomam, and Hashem went before them by day, indicating that Akash Baruch the ultimate teacher, waived his honor by leading the nation. The Gemara goes on to discuss whether a Nasi or king may forego their honor. So the lab scientist marking the stress levels of a son, who didn't react when watching his father throw the wallet full of diamonds he was going to inherit into the sea, also tried to determine if a Rebbe would be mochel on his covenant when his students didn't stand for him, but stood for an old ignorant man. Entering the lab, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses standing in honor of the elderly and says that the Lacha follows Isi ben Yehuda who holds that the Pasuk of Mifnei Seva Talkum, before an old man you shall rise, even applies for a sinful and ignorant old man. Daf Lamed Gimel, so the Simmer Daf Lamed Gimel is a peg-leg pirate. So here goes. The pirate leader with the diamond said a peg-leg pirate with a peg-leg? That must be more than Daf Lamed Gimel, leg. The pirate leader with the diamond set of peg leg, who commanded his pirate workers to stop polishing the ship and stand up when the people bring Bikurim, passed by, which reminds us the more discusses interrupting work to stand for the elderly and for those bringing Bikurim. So the pirate leader with the diamond set of peg leg, who commanded his pirate workers to stop polishing the ship and stand up when the people bring Bikurim, Passed by, wasn't sure if he should stand up for his son, who was his pirate teacher, which reminds us. The Gemara asks, If one's son is his teacher, what is the halach whether the son must stand before his father, and if perhaps the father must stand before his son? So the pirate leader with the diamond set of peg leg, who commanded his pirate workers to stop polishing the ship and stand up when the people bring Bikurim, passed by, wasn't sure if he should stand up for his son, who was his pirate teacher, when he walked onto the ship, but did rise when his Sefer Torah was brought on board. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks, What is the halacha regarding standing for a Sefer Torah? Rabbi Chilkia, Rabbi Simon, and Rabbi Lazar said it may be derived from a Kalva Homer. One stands before those who learn the Torah. How much more so should one stand before the Torah itself? Daflamadal, so the simmer Daflamadal, it is a ladder. So here goes. The woman sitting on the diamond studded ladder, ladder, that must be more than Daflamadal. The woman sitting on the diamond studded ladder opposite the time bound mitzvah clock, which reminds the more discuss the exemption of women from the mitzvah's asishas mangrama and their chiva mitzvahs that are not mangrama. There are exceptions, as Rabbi Yochanan said, Engel made me the clothes. We do not learn from general rules, even where it says except, because there may be additional exceptions which are not listed. So the woman sitting on the diamond studded ladder opposite the time bound mitzvah clock looked past the man wearing tefillin down below, sitting right next to another man. Learning Torah, which reminds the Gemara, says that this principle that women are exempt from Mrs. Asisha's mangrama is derived from tefillin. Ma tefillin nashim peturos, just as wearing tefillin, is a time-bound mitzvah and women are exempt from it. Avkom Mrs. Asisha's mangrama nashim peturos, so too. Regarding all time-bound mitzvahs, women are exempt. Woman's exemption from tefillin is derived from tefillin being written near the mitzvah of learning Torah, from which women are exempt. So the woman sitting on the diamond-studded ladder opposite the time-bound mitzvah clock... Look past the man wearing tefillin down below, sitting right next to another man, learning Torah, when they saw their husbands approach carrying jewelry for the Chag, as well as the save-the-date notice for the mitzvah of Hakel, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, instead of exempting women from mitzvah's ancestors mangrama, based on tefillin, let us derive from Simcha, the mitzvah, to rejoice during the Shalosh Goim that women are chayv in mitzvah's ancestors mangrama. Abaya answers Ishabal Masamcha regarding a woman's rejoicing, it's her husband who gladdens her, meaning it's his obligation, not hers, to ensure that she rejoices. The Gemara goes on to explain why we don't want that she's high from the midst of Hakel. 
All right, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we discuss whether a father, a rav, nasi, or a king can be mocha on their covet? That's on Duff. Lamed Beis. Good number two. Which stuff do you learn why we do not learn from the mitzvahs of Simcha and Hakel to obligate women in mitzvahs Asishas Mangrama? That's on Duff. Lamed Dalad. Good number three. Which stuff do you learn that women are exempt from the mitzvahs of Baltakif, Baltashchis, and Baltitamala Mesim? That's on Duff. Lamed Hay. Good number four. Which stuff do you learn that one should even stand for an ignorant and sinful old man? That's on Duff. Good number five. Wish of the women the women are exempt from Mrs. Ansesha's Mangrama. That's on Duff. Good number six. Wish of the women the source that women are obligated in every Losase. That's on Duff. Good number seven. Wish stuff to discuss whether a father must stand for his son, who's his Rebbe. That's on Duff. Good number eight. Wish of the women that Isi holds that women are also exempt from Bal Yikrichu. That's on Duff. Lamed Hay. Good number nine. Which stuff do you learn about the mitzvahs of a father of which women are exempt, such as teaching their sons Torah, a trait, and how to swim? That's on Duff. Chavtes. Good number ten. Which stuff do you discuss different ways to honor a parent, such as bringing them food? That's on Duff. Lamed Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Goldhoff from Zichur. Wishing you a great day and great learning.